Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. Galatians, once again, I mentioned this morning, we have been looking over the book of Galatians to start this series in the morning services, probably about six or seven weeks now, just reading over and studying and praying about uh, the direction to go with the book of Galatians concerning uh, the gospel. And in that, in chapter 5, you may be uh, somewhat familiar with the last few verses in chapter 5. Um, in verse 22, of course, uh, the Bible says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And I, I looked over that and thought about the fruit of the Spirit, and, and I thought, man, there's just no way uh, that we could cover the fruit of the Spirit properly and fully in just one uh, particular sermon. And so I again began to pray about our Sunday evening services, and I thought, well, we could take a few weeks and break down uh, the fruit of the Spirit. And that's what I would like to do over the next several weeks ahead, uh, almost through the end of the year. We'll spend uh, some time talking about the fruit of the Spirit, basing it, uh, of course, from this uh, particular chapter. And uh, we'll, of course, be breaking off and doing some word studies and looking at each particular uh, portion of the fruit of the Spirit. Now, this evening, I want to begin with just more of an introduction. Uh, to the fruit of the Spirit. Of course, uh, I, I think it's very proper and very uh, helps understand things uh, better when we put uh, Scripture in context, uh, because context is key to understanding the Scripture. And so what I want to do tonight is put the fruit of the Spirit in context of what is taking place uh, within Galatians chapter 5, and then starting next week and the weeks ahead, we'll take one week for each uh, piece of the fruit and uh, look at the, the, the portion of love and then joy, of course, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, temperance, or meekness, sorry, temperance, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Uh, so if you are in Galatians chapter 5, we're going to begin reading tonight in verse number 13. We'll read through the end of the chapter. We'll put some of this uh, in perspective and then uh, we'll be finished this evening. So the Bible says in verse 13, he says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So if you're in the habit of marking in your Bibles, you might want to mark uh, that word love in verse number 13 as well in verse number 14, uh, because we know that to be also part of the fruit of the Spirit. And so what is coming out of that? But notice what it says in verse 15, as it talks about love, love thy neighbor as thyself. In verse 15 it says, But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed, that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. 
And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murderers, um, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. So this evening, again, we're going to look at just a basic introduction to the fruit of the Spirit. Let's pray together and we'll get started. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you again for how you love us. We thank you for your word and how you place it in our lives. You have preserved it. You have kept it. And Father, in your perfection and in your holiness, we ask tonight that you would open our hearts to what you would have for us. Father, as you have preserved this passage, we use it for such a time as this to be profitable in our own lives. God, we each one in this room know what it is to battle within our own flesh, within our own spirit, to live for Thee and Thee alone. And so, Father, I pray that as we begin this study, and as we look over in the next several weeks of what is the fruit of Your Spirit in our lives, that we would fulfill what You have called us to, to walk in Your Spirit, to have the flesh crucified, and as we live in this, that God, You would help us to be profitable for Thee. God, help us in this. We ask these things in the name of Your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. Well, we begin right here in verse number 13 with this introduction to the fruit of the Spirit. And I begin with verse number 13, because Paul is kind of in a transitional portion within chapter 5, and again, uh, on Sunday mornings, we'll eventually get to chapter 5 and cover uh, this whole chapter, but I'm really wanting to focus in on this latter part uh, again over the next few weeks, and like I said this morning, I've never done this before. 
Uh, and when I first started thinking about it, I thought, well, I can't do a series on Sunday mornings and, and in the same book do another series on Sunday evenings. But I figured I would just throw tradition and caution to the wind and uh, try something new. And so we're going to try this this evening. But I, I want you to look in verse number 13 because there are two words within this book of Galatians that are uh, repeated on multiple occasions. The one we looked at this morning was the word gospel. It's used, I believe, if I counted right, 14 times uh, over six chapters. And then we find the word liberty uh, that we find here in verse number 13. The word liberty Paul uses 11 times within these six chapters. And so we know that the two, the gospel and liberty, are connected within this. And liberty, of course, is uh, not, notice it says in verse 13, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. When we think of liberty, we think of even in our own uh, Constitution of the United States, as we have uh, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We often think about liberty as being the freedom to do whatever it is we want to do. And there is some, some a, a portion of truth to that, but liberty really is not the option to do whatever it is we want to do without consequence, but liberty truly is the opportunity that you and I have to choose what is right. We have the liberty to choose what is right. And here he is saying, use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Within this, we see that there is, before we get to the fruit of the Spirit, I want to talk about, first off this evening, about the battle from within. The battle we have within. As he says, use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. In verse 14, he says, and I love this part, as he says, for all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this... Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. When I consider what Paul says here, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, that one word would be love. Now we know in this particular portion, Paul is talking about loving thy neighbor. But when we think about and consider how Jesus Christ fulfilled the law, when Jesus Christ fulfilled the law, how did he do it? Well, he did it with love. He did it with love. He did it with by one loving God with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his mind. But the second, remember Jesus said, was like unto it, to love thy neighbor as thyself. And we see Christ being the one who fulfilled the law within the love, not just for his neighbor, but for God himself. And it says in verse number 15, but... And I think it's always important when we come across in our Bible reading, our Bible study, whenever we see the word but, it's usually important. It's usually important that we mark this to say, hey, what was happening before? So here Paul is talking about using liberty, not to the occasion of the flesh, but to the Spirit and to love one another. In verse 13, he says, not to uh, the law is fulfilled in love. But then he says, but... 
if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Listen, we have within our flesh, we have feelings, we have emotions. Is there anyone in here you've been maybe accused of being uh, or having a lack of emotions? Anyone? Usually it's men that are accused of that. Anybody at all? Maybe not. Okay, good, good. That means you all have emotions. You know what I'm talking about. No one is emotionless. No, we have those. Our emotions sometimes are all over the place, depending on what day of the week it is or what circumstances are happening in our lives. And our emotions are up, they're down. A lot of times, hopefully, they're steady uh, across the board. But we have these emotions. And, and sometimes within those emotions, here we are. We bite and devour one another. Now I'm going to ask another, uh, maybe another personal question here. Uh, but uh, how many of you would say about yourself, there are times in your life, not every time, I'm not going to go there, but you would say, you know, maybe if I'm being honest, there are times when I'm very easily irritated. Any irritate? Okay, good, good. So I'm not the only one. Thank you. Uh, for playing along. That makes me feel so much better uh, about myself. But we say, oh, I can find myself being easily irritated, which causes my emotions to be affected. And what happens when we're irritated with other people? What happens? They get irritated right back because one's irritated, then the other's irritated. And really, what, if we're going to be honest tonight, uh, what happens is verse number 15. We consume each other. We bite and devour one another. But he says, take heed that you be not consumed of one another. So when we are considering the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is directly connected to how we treat other people. So we have this battle within. He says, of course, in verse 16, Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, I don't know if you took note in this, but the lust of the flesh and the work of the flesh that Paul gives in this list, it's almost twice as long as the fruit of the Spirit. Isn't that something? And if we were to just walk in the Spirit, we could control and overcome twice as many works of the flesh. How many are familiar with like concentrated things? The fruit of the Spirit is much more concentrated than the work of the flesh or the works of the flesh. Much more concentrated. You get much more out of it. But he says, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It kind of goes like this. I think I've used this illustration before, um, but I, I can remember as a, as a young boy growing up in my parents' home, it was always a whole lot easier to do right, not that I always did, but it was always easier to do and choose right when my parents were present than if they weren't. How I many you know what I'm talking about? I mean, you're, you're with me there. 
You know, I, I think I've told the story one time about uh, I was I played little league and uh, I, they were they always played the national anthem uh, at 5:45. Game started at 5:45, and the first thing that happened was the national anthem was to be played. And uh, wherever you were, you know, I mean, we I grew up in a very patriotic home. My father served in Vietnam and. He was very patriotic, and it uh, didn't matter what you were doing. You stopped, you put your hand over your heart, and that was it. And I remember one time I did not do that. And I don't remember exactly if I had heard the national anthem playing or not, but I was in uh, left field, and I remember that very clearly. I was in left field, and I was throwing the ball back and forth with another kid, and we just kept going. Well, the national anthem was playing, and my dad was standing on the sidelines. He was one of the coaches, and he stood there with his hand over his heart. I can only imagine that he did, because he always did. Um, but he was fuming during that time, because I was not doing that. And as soon as that anthem was over, we continued to play. And I remember, uh, oh my goodness, as like it was yesterday, uh, as I was standing there, my dad came over, and I didn't hear him coming, and I threw the ball uh, to the other kid. Uh, and right as I threw the ball, I got the swift kick right to my rear end. And he grabbed me by the arm. And this was a time when you could do that to kids, I guess. Um, I don't think you could get away with that today. But he, he definitely got away with it. And he gave me that swift kick. And he grabbed me by the arm. And he pulled me to the dugout. And I missed the first three innings of that game. Never have I ever not stood hand over the heart. Talk about kneeling, oh my goodness, if my dad were alive today, uh, I think he'd lose his mind uh, with what's happening today. But uh, he, he was patriotic, and you did that. Um, and, and there were other times uh, that if my parents were present, I remember one time uh, I was probably 16, 17 years old, had my driver's license, and my dad cleaned the church that we attended. And uh, one Saturday morning, my buddy Stephen and I, we were going to the church. We were going to play basketball before we had visitation and soul winning. And uh, it had snowed and the parking lot had not been cleared. And I had spent the night at Stephen's house. And so I did not realize uh, what was taking place. And so uh, I remember we hit the parking lot and we, we came in and we got about halfway through and I slammed on the emergency brake and my car spun. And we did a, a little little donut in the parking lot, and Stephen was laughing, and, and he said, do it again. And so we took off through the parking lot back over to the entrance and came back and did it again. But this time, uh, as I came around and spun uh, around, my car stopped right towards the door of the church. And it was fairly early in the morning uh, when we were there, and my dad was standing on the sidewalk like this. And Stephen, again, he's laughing, and then he saw my dad, and I saw my dad, and I was laughing. I stopped laughing, and Stephen laughed even harder. And my dad, with his arms crossed, he looked at me, and he went like this. He went, and he never said a word. I drove over, and I parked the car. We got out, and Stephen, he's still laughing. And all my dad did was this. Keys. Now look, I was smart enough by that point to know if my dad was going to be watching, don't do donuts in the church parking lot. Amen? But if dad wasn't watching, oh man, it was free game almost. Now look, I'm not talking about, those are silly illustrations. 
But I will just tell you, when I'm with dad, if I can use that example, I'm less likely to walk in the flesh. Because I'm walking in the spirit with dad. Now, look, there are times I had a sister. How many of you have siblings? How many of you fight with siblings? How many of you still fight with siblings? I don't much anymore. We just don't talk. That avoids it, you know? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, but, but when you're growing up, you, you have that. And again, your emotions get the best of you. And I can remember, as, as siblings do, it doesn't matter if mom and dad are there or not. Uh, siblings are likely to get into spats every now and then. That's what our emotions are taking place. And that's what Paul is saying. Use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. But if you devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one another. He says, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the, lust, or the, for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. Look, there is a battle within. But if we walk in the Spirit, we won't give in to the flesh. But he says in verse 17, For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Now we know Paul has given this example before about the things that, oh man, I, I would do this, and the things that I want to do, I don't, and the things that I don't want to do, I do. And we all struggle in those areas. Because there is a battle from within. But he says the secret is in verse number 18, but if ye, notice again, but, he says this is what happens, but if ye be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law not under the law. And then he breaks this down, and we see in number two this evening, the barricade of the flesh. So we have the battle within, but we see the barricade of the flesh. And I want you to notice another thing here as he says, the works, the works. These are multiple. This is multiple. The works of the flesh are manifest. And that means they can be seen. The effects of the works of the flesh, they are seen. And he says, they are these, or which are these? The first one, he says, is adultery. You know what that is. Fornication, you should know what that is. Uncleanness, that's not clean. Lasciviousness, now that is a big word. That's a word for lust. That's a word for sexual uh, indecency uh, within that, uh, so lasciviousness. So you can see within verse number 19, he's talking about the sins or the works of the flesh according to the sexual nature. That is what happens when we're not walking in the Spirit. We give ourselves to the lust of the flesh. But then he goes in, into verse number 20 and talks about idolatry and witchcraft and hatred and variance and emulations and wrath and strife, seditions and heresies. Uh, again, works of the flesh that continue to manifest themselves. In verse 21, envyings and murders and drunkenness and revelings or, or game playing, so to speak. He says, and such like 
of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And so here we have this barricade of the flesh. He says, if you walk in the Spirit, you won't fulfill these lusts or these works of the flesh. There are some other passages of Scripture we could go to. In uh, Colossians chapter 3, I think of where Paul talks about the works of the flesh or the sins of the flesh where he says, put these off. Put these off. And man, that would be a, a, a good series in and of itself, but to put off the works of the flesh. And then he talks about putting on the work of the Spirit within this. But in this particular passage, we look at the barricades of the flesh. The flesh is what barricades us to the fruit of the Spirit. Is we cannot get to the fruit of the Spirit, or should I say, we cannot bear the fruit of the Spirit unless we get past this barricade. Lest we get past this barricade, now how do we do that? Well, we have liberty. You see, every work of the flesh that you see here that is listed, we have the option of choosing. None of us are exempt. And I will say that this is a pretty heavy list. Okay? I mean, it's a pretty heavy list. It's a pretty serious list. And if you're looking over this and you're saying, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good on, on, you know, 95, 99% of what's taking place here. Uh, you know, I might have one or two in my life, but uh, we're, we're not, uh, not going to compare. Uh, but it's interesting here within this same list, did you notice this? In this same list that mentions adultery, and fornication, and lasciviousness, and witchcraft also mentions strife. I mean, more now. I, and I'm not going to get too personal here, make you answer a bunch of questions here. But uh, I would like to think, on a Sunday night crowd, that many of you are probably a little more familiar with strife than you are uh, lasciviousness or adultery. But it's in the same list. How about envy? Envyings, it's right here in the same list. Wrath? When's the last time you showed your wrath? Oh, we have it. It's listed here in the same list as idolatry. How about hatred? So I hate them in the same list as drunkenness. You see, we try, to, we try to categorize our sin. We try to categorize it to a place and to a point to where, oh, well, I, I, at least I'm not as bad as, we might say, the drunk on the street. But we have wrath and strife. We're just as... We're in the same list. But, notice that again. So we have that right here in verse number 15. He says, but if you'd bite and devour. In verse 18, he says, but if, but if you be led of the Spirit, he goes through this list and this barricade of the flesh, and he says, but 
fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. That's always been interesting to me. Sometimes we mix this up and we'll say, the fruits of the Spirit. Fruits of the Spirit. And I am more and more convinced that this fruit is singular and not plural. I understand there are different manifestations within this, but it's one fruit. Now you have the works of the flesh. They're multiple, they're manifest. But the fruit of the Spirit, I believe they build upon one another. Look at these here just individually. We'll introduce these and then we'll finish up. Notice the fruit of the Spirit is love. It's joy. It's peace. It's long-suffering. It's gentleness. It's goodness. It's faith. It's meekness. It's temperance. Fruit of the Spirit. We begin with love. I believe what happens with the fruit of the Spirit as they build one upon another, love produces the joy, which produces a peace, which allows for long-suffering, which provides the opportunity of gentleness, and goodness, and faith, and meekness, and temperance. They build. They're connected because they're the same. I think they're probably different levels of fruitfulness. Can't pick and choose. They go together. Can't say, well, I have temperance, but no love. Or, how about this one? I have meekness, but no long-suffering. I will tell you, I studied through the book of Jeremiah a couple of years ago. Boy, whew, did I learn about the long-suffering hand of God. How good His long-suffering is. What caused Him to be gentle in many occasions. Even in what would have been and could have been His judgment, God was very long-suffering. And it built upon. And over the next several weeks, again, we'll break these down and see how these tie together to produce a fruit in our life. As he says in verse 424, they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. You see, when we begin to walk in the Spirit, and I do not stand here as a, as a pious, self-proclaimed, fruitful of the Spirit person. It's a daily walk. I would love to be able to say that I always choose the fruit of the Spirit. But I don't. But I will tell you this, as we learn to crucify the flesh, and we choose to use our liberty, to walk in the Spirit, 
Again, in verse 25, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. He says, let us, basically, let us mind the Spirit. Notice verse 26. Let us not be desirous of vain glory. Again, saying, hey, hey, look at me. I'm walking in the Spirit. Ha <laughs> ha. Woo! I choose love. I choose joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Oh, did you see my temperance? Dear, did you see how temperate I was? He says, let us not be desirous of vainglory. That idea is empty, means nothing, it's worthless. He says, let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Now you'll take special note here, as when we see this relationship with other people. The relationship that we have with other people, and we'll make this connection in our Sunday morning series, but I want to just give you a glimpse of it tonight. As we say we're walking in the Spirit, we're fulfilling, we have the fruit of the Spirit. Then we can come to chapter 6 where he says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ who fulfilled the law. How? By loving God and loving others. He fulfilled it. Putting aside the flesh, walking in the Spirit. So we have the battle within the barricade of the flesh, and the bounty of fruit. We will see and have a bountiful life as we choose to walk in the Spirit. As we choose to understand who it is we're serving, who it is that we're serving with. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, that is, those that are walking in the Spirit, those who are bearing the fruit of the Spirit. It is those who get to restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. An introduction to the fruit of the Spirit. I don't know where you're at tonight whether it's in the works of the flesh, whether it's in the fruit of the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, or whether it's somewhere in between. If I had to guess, I would say most of us are probably somewhere in between. Usually when we're somewhere in between, it's because we don't have a full grasp and understanding of what it is to walk in the Spirit. So that's my purpose over the next nine or ten weeks, however long it takes, to look at the fruit of the Spirit and break it down so that we can choose wisely of how we can walk in the Spirit and bear the fruit that He gives. It's a lovely life, it certainly is. 
But I trust that you'll be here ready to go for all of that. Let's pray together.